Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too afraid. Too afraid. Part two, mate, so can you put your head in the upside down, please? Too afraid to ask, too lazy to Google. Welcome to No Idea Yet. I am today's host, so welcome, Freddie. Say hi, Freddie. Hello. And Alistair. Hello there. Uh, I said Alistair, Freddie. Come on now. To the show. Uh, Join us on this journey to find out how little we know. First, we'll discuss a topic we may or may not think we know. Then we'll go away for a week to research. We'll then discuss our findings and hopefully learn something along the way. These guys don't know the topic. I only learned of it last night. Bum bum bah, it's going to be aliens. Yay. Aliens. <laughs> and at first... You only learned of aliens last night. <laughs> guys, did you know this, this, I, this crazy idea? You know, um, At first, first I, was like, what? I, was, I was trying to think of like a topic to do because I've got a, like a plan of different things I can do and I'm all like they're rubbish that's rubbish that's rubbish uh, and then I was like how can I make a full thing out of this but I, I realized I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it so I mean the topics I'd like to cover in this this episode um, what, what, what is an alien we're talking about space aliens not as in like illegal aliens um, oh. although I feel that's not a word we use in the UK at all is it Nah, it's really. just that's just an American thing, isn't it? Um, just to confuse people about space and Im- uh, immigration. Um, yes, one is the idea. You like some bits I'd want to talk about is the conspiracy side, and just more like the idea between what's the science and what's the conspiracy. You know, the thing is the Fermi paradox, which is you know there's a in the infinite universe out there. So why haven't we heard anything else? You know, because it is like a bit of a paradox. Because just for how long stuff's been around, we've been able to develop as we have. Is it a case of like the whole Goldilocks enigma, which again, you know, mm. hot, cold, is hot. It, is that, right. There's only two possibilities, right? It's either we are alone in the universe or we aren't, and they're both equally terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that'd be the first thing to talk about. And then going on is us being aliens. And, you know, this because I was chatting about. Um, we chatted a little about a bit Bitcoin about the different kind of civilizations and stuff like that, and also like the idea of we've gone to Mars now. We've got videos, and you know the idea of terraforming and colonization of us being the aliens going out. So let's say there is a hypothetical that we're just the first advanced race ever. I mean, improbable, but still possible. And so to go down that route, that we'd be the first. Well, if we if we make it that far, first to colonize and like to go out into space. Uh, so yeah, so the first is talking more about. So let's get let's get into it. So the Fermi par- paradox, guys. Do you know what the Fermi paradox is? Could you explain a little bit more, uh, Alistair? I mean, I feel like you said about you know less than a minute ago. But uh, yeah, it's the, the idea that there's so many. If there's an infinite universe right there, then why are we why are we alone? Basically, why why have we not why have we not had any contact with aliens yet? And so obviously there's the conspiracy theory, which is like we have and the, the government hide it from us. Or there's the kind of you know. We are absolutely alone, and it is just you know that's a bit terrifying. So because you know. the other thing is also like that there's levels of how to get out there, and maybe it's that like there is a natural barrier which stops it. Either civilizations can't ever get past leaving the atmosphere because they always break down and fight, or there's never enough natural resources, mm. or maybe it's a case of 
it's just such a big universe you just simply cannot travel to that kind of area and to you know just for one say you're traveling in the universe what are the chances you just happen across another civilized place mm. i guess the biggest thing is more like why are there no signals being sent out but yeah freddy what did you whisper there for about i didn't actually catch wow. that you've, you've, oh i whispered the great filter ah. uh, mm. there we go uh, let's get start video there, there are numerous there's numerous filters and this is what of what i understand first filters be that life is even made these filters by the way are just the difficulties that life might come across different stages so the first one is like that life might not even exist in the first place right that's the possibility and that we're just one of the first lucky like was it soups um, on the planet on planet that got the right chemicals together that somehow made life that's the first potential that's impossible potentially in some ways because we exist like maybe others can exist but also the fact that we haven't heard anything from anyone question then the next ones like go up in stages so the next one might be like maybe it's normal for everything to stay as microbes and we're just lucky enough that jumped that next bulb to become multicellular and i don't know another one after this might be that yes it's like multicellular like mammals and reptiles and fish and stuff but we're just the ones that managed to get that kind of big brain logical intelligence that makes us things exactly and then obviously the next question is maybe that's very common and it's very common to have got to this point many civilizations have got to where we are all across the galaxy or the universe but the next filter is yet to come and that could be mm-hmm. nuclear annihilation warring just generally running out of time and the planet gets hit by something or blow up so these are the, the general the the ideas that why we haven't come across another civilization yet we might have hit a stage that they haven't or vice versa mm, so so i guess to, to go away from what we apparently do know about it so thoughts on actual extraterrestrial life on, on you guys of yes no repeat the question maybe yeah i, I think my, my go-to if you like is always that i don't know I, I feel like the whole thing about us living in a simulation is more likely than alien stuff yeah, really? I was gonna say that. I, 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 I maybe it's just because the way the the way that we're heading with technology and stuff, it's more believable now that we, you know, it's kind of like they're living in a simulation versus, you know, like I said, I, I think the whole thing about the, not having any contact with is, is a bit odd. And then equally, I think it's just haven't got the update yet for uh, co-players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know, I, I just feel like that's more believable. So I guess as well, just to, to kind of explain that whole simulation is like the brain in the jar thing of. Do you know, like, as the brain, which has lots... We were talking in the, the previous episode about, like, sensory inputs and stuff like that. Of, you know, we, we see through our eyes and they have an input. But what happens if you just have a brain jar and there's a certain part of the brain which is which would be connected to the eyes, you're just able to have a little jolt of electricity and it will just create the same thing that would have been implemented into the brain. So it's that idea of you don't... Yeah, I was just saying about a meat mech, that thought of... If you just have a brain, you can like the Matrix. You can just simulate everything that should be going on, and you're telling the brain all the right things without actually doing anything. So that would be the idea of the the simulation uh, idea that everything's the Matrix and it's yeah. mm, made up. So so for Alice, yours aliens, is more of an idea. Are too much too much effort to program that. You know, they, they program the whole Earth. What are they, <laughs> yeah. what are they more about that? Yeah. So simulation, you think is a is a better. I, I think it's an argument for why there wouldn't be aliens as well, because obviously you know it's just like. Hmm. Well, we've got lazy got coding going on down here, you know. <laughs> you know. Well, maybe there is, but we haven't got there yet. Like you know, yeah. I think, yeah. 
haven't unlocked it. Uh, it's a pay to play, so uh, haven't unlocked it yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Freddie, oh, yeah. uh, your thoughts on well I mean, a- aliens? Okay, tying into that a little bit is that when we look out into space or wherever for aliens, we're looking out on a with our like radio waves and stuff, which is just which is just all intents and purposes one form of energy. Like it's it's just you know we're just using some of an electromagnetic spectrum. That's what our main method is of communication across long distances and second of all the things we're looking for are things that are like us right we're like carbon well carbon based as in the, the chemicals that make us up um, structure uh, you could use silicon which would be cool or we're just we're just not thinking abstract enough i mean you could just have like gas creatures or you know things that are in other dimensions or mm. all sorts of crazy stuff that sounds by <laughs> but it's just that we're limited by what we think about and then that kind of ties back to the simulation in the sense that people could say, oh, what's the point of the simulation? We're just all like, what, my nine to five job is part of the simulation. It's like, well, kind of an argument with God as well. Can you really explain to like an ant <laughs> stuff? Like, you, no, the ant's just doing its thing. Like you've got maybe an ant simulation because you want to figure out the optimal way of having a company run. So we could just be in a simulation to make an optimal something program. Mm. Like we can only conceive stuff with our puny little the human brains and we're limited mm. so yes i believe they could because uh, i think it's <coughs> mathematically likely but i think it's all so far beyond us that we probably mm. will never know i mean it's also it's like yeah, the other what i always go through is like the whole like perspective of that right so like men in black does that brilliantly at the end of both men in black one and two right when they just oh, have terrifying. like you know, and, uh, you know our entire everything we could possibly conceive of is just a marble in you know yeah you know that i think that's that's a brilliant bit of cinematography to to, mm. to, to show that and I, yeah I think that, that they hit the nail on the head there I mean I, I think just a, just I always think I like the idea of you said a bit the god thing not to really get into that but do you know the idea of like um, we want it to be understood in a simple way and it's kind of term anthropomorphizing so do you like you see a dog sigh and you think oh he's sad he's like no you're anthropomorphizing he's just sighing because he's yawning or whatever not yawning because they're tired they're just yawning so you're putting a feeling to something you're trying to make a link when there isn't necessarily one there. So in that same way, if you may be like, well, if this happens, surely there's this particular reason that I can understand. But as you're saying, like the ant, it's like you're trying to anthropomorphize something so much bigger than you that you've got no understanding. You know, it's that thing, isn't it? You know, an ant trying to understand why somebody mm-hmm. steps on it. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. So I definitely yeah, think I that just, of I've we try to understand in our terms when we can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I go pretty. Oh, I just finished. Um, house five the other day and uh, yeah it's a classic that i've never read so i thought oh, i'll read it and it's about this guy kind of potentially or not potentially however you read into it, traveling through time and he gets like abducted by aliens called adorans or something and the point is that they see in the fourth dimension as they see in time they see everything you've ever done and ever will do all is kind of like one how is it it's described as like as a mountain peaks right so they see it all they see it in a completely different way they see it just like to no to them we are just weird idiots in kind of the 3d having stuff just happen to us and we have no idea why and they mm. see it as just kind of well i can see everything that happened to you like why are you freaking out about it <laughs> so, i like the way it's explained it's, as mountain yeah. peaks so yeah. you can see yeah it's like your that's, a, that's such a good way. Um, yeah. One thing as well, like, well, like, like, the mountain peaks analogy bit there. Sorry. 
if you're on a mountain so if somebody's like walking down a path and they only see what's in front of them somebody's up on a high viewpoint and oh, they can see, see they that can see path that. Oh, they're going to be that walking yeah. so you. you can see the mountain peaks of that, that. Yeah, I'm with you. But Sorry. one thing like the thing about the filters it could be that do you know we always think like oh you get holograms so they're like a visual thing representation and that we need to make that we need to make light kind of into a form but then you watch something like um oh, i can't remember the show it's gonna be one now carbon altered carbon altered and it says no you carbon. don't make you don't make the hologram you change the contact lens so it, it gives that illusion of it so maybe it's a case of no civilization gets past the earth stage because we just go into it and we just go into simulation like a vr kind of thing yeah. so it's a case of we could actually be in the real world kind of thing it's that there's no signals out there because civilizations stop because it's better when you just go vr and you just make a re- virtual reality or you, if you know what I mean, so like, so the planets millions of light away, they're just tiny little, you know, hard drives, solar powered <laughs> on the on the little thing of you know, yeah, just that, that, hey, pretty that could be your silicon life forms for you. There you go. Yeah. Or the other thing, as you said, one is say you wouldn't know if say like an orca or a dolphin is just the exact same intelligence as us. They have the same conversations. They have the same friends. They have the same groups. Everything's the same, but they don't. The reason why we think we're so much smarter is because we can build houses. I mean, for one thing, dolphins and whales are going to struggle to build anything without hands. And second part is why would they need to build anything? You know, we built houses because we need to cover from shelter or we need to hunt to do whatever. But say if you just had something which is completely like, you know, an orchid, what's the reason for them to build anything to show their intelligence that way? We usually judge our intelligence by building something, but... So if you've got a whole species which is so perfectly suited to its environment, they can have whole debates, philosophy, science, stuff like that, but there's no reason for them to progress further because why would they? You know? The cliche thing with, like, uh, tribes, people, and, like, the white man who always thinks, like, there's something better out there when you've already got it, you know? Yeah, why I, I, try I, to improve yeah, on sort of the, the theory that, therefore, we're the aliens because we're the ones who, yeah, we're, like, we've got this weird thing of, like, we're not comfortable on Earth. We're not, like, you know, we, we have to make it completely uh, different. Yeah. Like all, the, all other animals seem to be pretty content with how they are on Earth. And yet humans are like, no, nah, I don't like this. I want to make this just the right temperature. No, 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 not too hot, not too cold, just the right temperature. I, I like that. But an outrageous amount of effort to make sure that I'm always <laughs> just the right temperature. The I don't think that's enough to say we're aliens, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's a funny point. But I like that. The, the other thing to, to go on from, so rather than just say, like, other aliens is us being the alien of what do you think in the way of, like, terraforming or, do you know, like, going to other planets and actually yeah. colonising, do you think that's something we're actually going to do? Do you think we'll get past that filter or do you think it's even yeah. worth it? I think the funny thing about that, that I, I actually looked this up recently quite, uh, quite briefly, but it was saying basically like, the idea of, a, of, a, of terraforming Mars, which is obviously the big, the big sort of you know, hot topic at the moment, it would be like, imagine going to live in the Antarctic, because obviously people who were sort of like, you know, oh, it'd be so idealistic to live on Mars. It'd be such a, you know, romantic idea. It would be like, no. Imagine going to live in the middle of the Antarctic. It would be like 10, 100 times worse than that. <laughs> like, it would be a way longer journey to get there. And like, it would be as hostile, if not more. It would be, yeah, it would be like a worse version of living in the middle of like a completely frozen wasteland. Potential dying. So, yeah, constantly potential of dying, constantly have to survive. Probably reliant on shipments from Earth. And like, there's quite an interesting thing about how actually flying to Mars, you can only do it once every... I think it's like 14 months or something because of the mm. way that the Earth and Mars are so far apart for most of the time, apart from there's a little window when they're quite close together. So that'd be when you need to travel. And it's, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's all mental. So, but, yeah. so the, the book to read about this, so this is what I recommended to these guys. And I don't do you know when you recommend a book, you do not expect someone to actually read it because books are effort. <laughs> um, but it's called, and it's 
terrible name, incredible book, Seed, a hard science fiction novel about survival, oh. colonization, and leadership growth. That's the full title. I mean, he didn't... There's no, like, colon, Seed, colon, a hard science. It's the full the full is name. It, is it by Rocky Flintstone? I think, I think we've made this joke before. It's... We <laughs> Matthew G. Dick. Um, but um, <laughs> but, not, but not, the idea not too is... too far away to be fair. <laughs> his... Um, his goal is to terraform Mars and they keep trying. They've tried three times already and it's just become too expensive and it's not working because it's not a good planet to do it on. And so the idea of like uploading your memory and stuff like that into a robot and um, he's been able, the first person to do it of like you have the glasses you, you wear and they record everything. Um, you're able to put yourself into a robot. So rather than terraforming a planet, which is going to take, you know, you've got to do it in your lifetime. Instead is you upload consciousness of somebody who's good at terraforming and instead send them to a planet which is already right for humans. So half the battle's already done. But the problem is that that's going to take thousands of years to get there. So if you put yourself in an android, you don't need life support. You don't need to find anything like that. You just need embryos which can be stored in like cryogenically with like minimum um, energy. And that's how it works. So you're doing it for like thousands of years in the future, not right here and now. But the interesting thing with that, it's kind of similar, I think, um, you just, just reminded me of that, you know, talking about like filters and things and like, there's an argument for why we should never set off on a journey to some distant star. Because as soon as you, so if any, if there was some, you know, some, we, we managed to build some sort of, you know, light speed rocket that was then going to take hundreds of years to get to wherever it was going, or even thousands of years. The people on that rocket will see, you know, they have, to, like, have generations live and die on this rocket. And by the time they got to wherever they're going, there'd be a seriously high probability that whoever sent them would already be there. Because <laughs> yeah. in that time that they've taken to get there, the people who sent them have managed to figure out better technology to get there faster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it'd be there. So it'd be like there's just completely there'd be no yeah. point at all. There's like a yeah, a big paradox in I actually think I have trying heard to. Of this. Yeah, I, I think it's quite a common mm. kind of science fictiony kind of thing. But obviously, yeah, it's but basically it's the same yeah. with. It, I think it was something to do with I don't know if it's true, but like cyber security or some sort of technology on Earth. It's like there are pro- plans where it's like they don't implement them because by the time they would have solved it, they would have come up with something better, and a better way mm. of doing it. Yeah. Like cybersecurity, for example, like they, we've, we've made this really difficult program that we're going to start running on the computer. It's perfect software, but by the time the program's finished, we can already crack it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that I wanted to just touch on that touches with the te- is about terraforming and stuff. So this is an interesting thought. We currently cannot go and terraform Mars, can we? No. No. We or Elon Musk can't. Cause... <laughs> we, neither us nor Mr. Mr. Musk. We cannot um, have, we don't have the technology to go on spaceships and go explore for other places. No. But we do have the technology already, quite simply, to make pods and pack them full of like bacteria and stuff that will last a really long time because you make sure there's like oxygen and some other stuff. And you just fire them into space. You could literally just pepper them <laughs> at different star systems. Like you, we could we could send very cheaply, relatively, like <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands. And the concept is that if we can do it now already with our technology, other species out there, civilizations, could also have done the same thing. And Earth could just be one of those planets that was hit by one of the terraforming pods, which is why we don't know how Earth started. Because you can just fire them at things you think are probably going to have, like, the... the the right stuff for life. Like, oh, there's like 16 of them. Now yeah, we'll just fire them at them. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> we could do it. Also, could you imagine the calculations involved to know? Do you know you're saying like about Mars? And you always think like, oh, you just like hop over. It. But it's like in 1960, whatever, sent to sent to the moon. <coughs> yes, there are calculations, oh, but oh yeah, you know, but we can send out. 
Oh, no, no, definitely. No, but I was just thinking, do you just think you take for granted that idea of like, so we are constantly moving. So one thing. So it's not just like, right, let's, there's a star, the right, straight line, shoot it. Like, no, because by the time we've fired it, that will have moved somewhere. Like, you know, like the galaxy's moving and then solar systems are already moving. So you've got to calculate how long it's going to take to get yeah, there what, and then what position it will need to be in. Scientists bloody love that. That's what they live for. That's what these mathematicians, they live for that, mate. That's, you know, that's, that's the dream. Uh, another thing of um, a film called Pandorum, heavily recommend. It's kind of like Wally and Dead Space combined. And it's the idea of you're going to another planet, but rather than terraforming the planet, you've got a chemical which terraforms the person. So you find a suitable planet, and then you have something which will actually change the genetics of the person. So do you like the thing, rather than building the hologram, build the contact lens. And it's like, if rather trying to change the planet, we change ourselves a little bit to be better better adapted to the environment. So be like, oh, it's less oxygen or more oxygen, or do you like stronger muscle density or less, you know, stuff like that. And it's, yeah, watch the fur. film. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah, thick fur or, you know, deep... But yeah, if you watch you the film Pandora in, in space, that'd be quite useful, probably. Yeah, <laughs> well, that that atmosphere, that'd be quite, quite handy. But yeah, no, the yeah. film's great. It's a horror film, but like, it's a good sci-fi film as well. Just solid. I was going to say, I'll, I'll round it up here. Um, so, first thing, we got to look into something conspiracy and just have a good little, little jolly. Find just a little conspiracy story about aliens, be it somebody's like first-hand experience or. <laughs> oh yeah, we, that's that's based well technically based on aliens. Um, and then I'll do the little tiny ones, the ones that are supposed to be like the little golf disc ones that they travelled past a F one bomber, and it was like nothing can possibly travel that fast. Yeah, well, oh, that's yeah. There's really like government have released videos, you know, like the things of like UFOs and stuff, and that's it. It's not saying they're aliens. It could be like whatever, you know. It's just a UFO just means unidentified. It could even be an American thing that they just haven't they don't know it's there it could be in a trading we don't know but yeah so definitely find something just a little interesting conspiracy story whatever i don't know and then a bit more just about like i guess looking we chat a lot about filters and different things like that of just something actual get some evidence for that of what we've talked about and the last so one is so conspiracy bit of the science behind it and it'd be that based on anything we talked about so either terraforming or colonization um, aliens themselves and stuff like that just some some science behind it um, and the last one is, are there, have there been any laws created for it? So do you know, like, in the 60s, they looked into paranormal stuff, didn't they? Um, <clears throat> so has there any, are there any, like, government organizations or anything like that, which is just wow. a little, a little bit of legal document to be like, if in the case of this, then this. Do you know, like, have we prepared for that? And I'm not saying that as, like, a, a big thing, but do you know, like, has that somewhere been done of it's just like a little, little checkbox by the way, if this happens, this is what we'll do, kind of thing, you know. Or is that something we just no? We, we yeah. So those are the questions. Is, One thing I did remember, I, I, I we could probably talk about this next week first. Uh, add this if you want, but yeah. Freddy's. Uh, I you sort of quote South Park in other episodes, right? But have you seen the um, the, the the South Park thing where they have like they give Earth space gold to sort of see how we react to it, and then basically it's just like to prove that we're just a bunch of greedy can you know it's basically it's like alien spaceship crashes on earth it's full of space gold and it's got an alien on it and it's like how the planet reacts to having that happen and obviously the humans just fight over it and they just completely go crazy and these other aliens sort of the ending is the aliens these other aliens come down they pick up their sort of man in the space gold they say 
you guys clearly are not ready to join a Galactic Federation, and then they fly away from Earth and then just blast like a shield around it so we can never escape it. Because <laughs> they determined that we're just not good enough for their... By the fact that we're so greedy and the fact that we're so, you know, yeah. It's so fun. I've not watched the episode, I haven't seen that. Definitely. I haven't seen South Park in years, actually. Yeah, that's quite funny. Yeah, let's do some also, research I've got a, um, a really solid, a solid, great interesting fact for the end of this episode, so you've got to stay tuned, because... I mean, I... It links it's into feet. me as Please well. Please not be about feet. It's not about feet <laughs> this time. That's request. But it is about the body. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is it's it's good. now at the end of the episode. End of the episode. I mean, you guys need to stay tuned for another week. I mean, these guys, just an extra, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. They'll be lucky. They'll be lucky. Got to keep them sweet. <laughs> keep them wanting more for the, for the, for the next half. For the double daddy. Mm. <laughs> uh, right, so... We'll see you in a week. You'll see us in a couple of seconds. Thanks. I love you. Uh, don't die. <laughs> I, love, I love you. <laughs> also, I mean, like, it feels so different when it's like we're saying bye for a week, but it's like, I love you, bye. Okay, hello. Hello. <laughs> 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 be good. Be good to each other. Oh, hi. Okay, okay. Right, welcome us back to the show. It's been a week for us. I did only been two seconds for you. I am thoroughly energised now. Um, when we left off, I told, I said that I loved you and don't die. Um, I may have been speaking a little bit quick. Um, the latter sentiment definitely still holds true, though. So, um, on to the show. So, we were talking about aliens. Um for those of you who managed to not die in the last 15 seconds, <laughs> good on you. And if you have, let us know. <laughs> tweet if us you from, can. you know. Tweet, we are, tweet uh, us. No, we don't. We don't have Twitter. We're not that cool. We actually don't, do we? Um, yeah, so we're talking about aliens um, and everything that may contain. So the first thing's first. I'll, I'll, knock a, I'll knock us out of the park. I'll go straight for it. We're going for the holy grail of nouns, which is the oh. definition of an alien. First one is a foreigner, especially one who is not naturalised citizen of the country where he or she is living. And the second one is a hypothetical or fictional being from another planet. So I asked you a few questions, guys, and just to have a general research on anything like that to try to take more of a serious note, So um, as well as in a silly one. So, um, Freddie, take it away. Well, now I'm just thinking of like a way of breaking those definitions. Like, if you got two animals, right that do exist on the planet, took them to, I don't know, Mars, and then made them have a baby, and then that baby came back, and it was a different species as well, because it was two, a mix of other species, is it an alien? Um, I mean, it would depend if it's a, it's a... Say you went to Mars, and then you did it, it would it be a Martian citizen, because then it'd be a double alien, wouldn't it? Does it get a Martian passport? passport? Alien squared. That's what's happening. I, I, I feel like anyone born on born on a different planet is an alien. That's part of the fun of becoming. It's yeah. one of the only only good things about going to Mars on one of your. I like that. That's the only good reason is to go pregnant or at least on the journey there get pregnant, have the baby on Mars, and literally come straight back. <laughs> yeah, I read I read a story that I say story. I read an article, and again now I'm I'm really confused if it's real or not. Maybe someone could Google it. Or maybe we can. That a bunch of people tried having a baby on Antarctica. 
and then bringing the baby back so that it was a citizen of Antarctica so they could claim Antarctica as or oh. part of it as theirs and all of the babies died oh like not oh. not in Antarctica not in the cold but from lack of exposure to any bacteria so when they came back again their immune system just couldn't handle it and they died wow, wow that is crazy so you sound like complete rubbish until that last because that actually sounds a bit more believable. So yeah, that, that's yeah. But, but yeah. then at the same time, I kind of feel like if you've got the resources to go to Antarctica to have a kid, I kind of feel you'll have the resources to maybe not have bring a child some, bring die. Bring some dirt with you and <laughs> <laughs> you know, rub it in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent parenting tips right here, guys. That's what you I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll Google it during the episode and then come back to you. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the first questions I asked is, is there any solid evidence? And this would really be trying not to be the conspiracy theory of like, look at the pyramids, man, how could he even do that? Um, but more like, a, ooh, ooh, you know, maybe maybe find some microorganisms on a little bit of a rock, for instance, or, you know, whatever else. So, Alistair, did you find anything along those lines? So, interesting, what I did for this um, episode, which I haven't really done very much in terms of our research for the last... 17 episodes was actually listen to other podcasts for it. I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. you guys have done that at all, but yeah, oh, but actually cool. delve into other alien related alien and conspiracy theory podcasts. Funnily enough, there's quite a lot of them, and unsurprisingly, they are all panic crazy. <laughs> 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 Probably the best one the intro, the intro to Truth Seekers. Um, again, not, not trying to bash other podcasts here. Oh, I think I've watched, I think I've listened to that one. It was like, show, little, Truth Seekers. So, yeah, the truth, it's a new thing that, um, What's his name? Uh, Nick Frost. Frost did. Great. Um, I really like that show. Really, was, I, I enjoyed that. Show. I was surprised they didn't do more with it. Yeah, I think it did because they, they, they clearly opened up more more things to do. But yeah, mm. um, but they like they give a list of things that might happen to you from listening to this podcast. And it starts off okay. You might see flashing lights, or you might you know have a have a wide sense of acceptance for things. And then they just keep listing it. And it's like levitation. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like it's just this crazy list of you know like uh, constant. I don't know if it's bright, but anyway. Yeah. Um, sorry, to get back to your point, the concrete evidence stuff, I think the most interesting thing I've found, which I don't know if you guys come across as well, was the Oumuamua. Uh, the, these guys read uh, about this at all? Because this is probably, yeah. So in terms of actual good evidence that's kind of like, and quite recent as well, fairly recent, I think 2016, they discovered it, if I'm thinking. It was basically, it was a, it's a very unusually shaped, potentially piece of garbage, potentially, who knows what it was, but very, it, it's, it's somewhat plausible that it would have been created by a different civilization and it kind of flew through our our solar system and did some weird stuff on its on its way through to the point that we were like huh that's not really an asteroid and that's not really done things that we expected expect something like that to do so yeah and then no one's like um, come back we want to look at you some more we kind yeah, of do really take it in we just have we just have some really really crappy photos of it basically as you'd expect because it was pretty far away and traveling really fast mm. and it was a few hundred hundred meters across so it's pretty small obviously by standard of space things but yeah it's a very unusual shape basically and so there's yeah. quite a few theories about what it could be and all sorts of things. I did see a little bit on that. I didn't pursue it as much as you did, but I did mm. see a thing. People went nuts. Mm. The thing oh, is, like, I, I remember, I think I remember people going crazy about it. But, no, mm. but sorry, I got broke. Yeah, oh no, just just people like, people jump on anything, and then the problem is you've immediately got to filter out all the crap to actually get to the bases of stuff. Mm. I mean, one, one thing I found uh, was nationalarchives.gov.uk or just go onto gov website because there's a Freedom of Information Act people were asking from the 1950s which i assume was really because of after world war ii people used to looking up at the sky and afraid of what other countries going to be attacking you that the ministry of defense got super serious about ufos from the 1950s and they formed a group called the flying saucer working party 
And I think they, they relatively quickly find out of like, yeah, most stuff is either hoax or misinformation or like you miss, yeah. you're misidentifying stuff. So it's not actually like you, you know, like the, the flying saucers, UFOs. However, the Ministry of Defense, different di- divisions continued just like documenting and investigating sightings of any kind of UFO that's reported. So that's from 1950 to 2009. And it was released at the start of last year so if you go into the website there's loads of stuff of every listing of a possible ufo sighting <laughs> within the uk it's just just been like flashing lights or like three green lights went into a triangle formation then flew away or like you know what looked like a star but a lot brighter and flashing just stuff like that so it's literally just says what area of the uk it is what do these and, sources have to come from for, for them to be sort of documentalized because that's I don't know, 111 calls? I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things of... Because, <laughs> wow, that would be a lot. Like, oh, I think it's because it was the Ministry of Defence who were just recording sightings. So some of them, like... I think some Whoever got through the phone... Whoever got through the phone line, <laughs> automated system enough, got all the way up to the top. But, um, but yeah, so they just... Ministry of Defence documented it, and you can now look, and there's just long lists of just random little sightings it doesn't all ufo means though is an unidentified flying object so obviously after the war you'd be like mm. we should probably have a look to see if anything's flying in our airspace because that's worrying so yeah so it doesn't necessarily mean anything like extraterrestrial it just means there is something that's in the sky and we don't know what it is and it could be something which is say if you've got some secret thing where you're just doing a little training mission or you know if you've got like new tech or like a drone or whatever like that so i feel like probably now more than ever We'll get less sightings because people will be like, "That's just a drone." <laughs> That's interesting. I've got two things, if you don't mind, add into that. One is that I love human crowdsourcing. Is that just like right? So because people do it for like birds and other animals, right? They're just Bird like, count. right. Well, Butterfly if we count. if we get if we get the public to count for us, then it's like a huge resource, and we can learn a lot, and they could just do it for us. It's like, yes, that works until they think it's aliens. <laughs> it's just like, and then you get too many people calling, and they're like, "I saw an alien." Um, <laughs> But what I found out was that Area 51, I didn't realise that, I mean, first of all, Area 51 was literally made for spy planes. So literally it's almost almost inevitable, right? So it's America amazing, making crazy ass like flying things because they want to spy on the Russians, like testing all sorts of crazy stuff and not telling anyone about it, obviously, because it's meant to be secret. And like, Lots of people have said that sightings of UFOs and stuff around Area 51 literally ties in with now released flight schedules of their crazy inventions that, like, they just made. <laughs> and yeah. they'd be like, oh, my God, what the hell is that? Even other pilots flying normal planes, like, what the hell is that? But it's because the US later on is like, oh, yeah, we made something weird and we just didn't tell you about it. <laughs> it um, cost a lot of money. We do not want to tell you how much it cost to make that. <laughs> oh, just so much. But it went really fast. It was really small for some. <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting that, that that probably is all. I mean, yeah, people start seeing stuff in the sky. I mean, people make weird stuff all the time. I mean, you know, imagine if people re- reported other weird things that other people made. You guys have been on Etsy and other other stuff. <laughs> like, it's like, is it alien made? Just because it flies doesn't make it yeah, alien you know, made. Hearing stories of, um, I had a friend and he said he knew somebody who made a Tesla coil light in his back garden and like electrified his like garden, like mm. greenhouse by accident. And other things have been like, yeah, or was it someone was able to get enough of like, uh, do you know with the smoke detectors they got a tiny bit of radioactive material in? They've been able to collect enough of that mm. to actually do something with it. And it being like they got investigated because it was like, why do you have a lot of radioactive material? I just was collecting it from smoke detectors to see if I do, could do a cool thing. Literally just backyard science kind of thing and being like, yeah. 
You're bordering on dangerous. <laughs> I like your hobby. I like the enthusiasm, but curb it. Yeah. Um, we need to get a job. Yeah, and I always like uh, my uh, my uncle. He was in the navy. He's commander in the navy, and um, he's saying like the amount of times of when you could be close to like a World War Three is like quite a lot. You just don't tell the public about it. Of like the kind of things which always go on with the military see, behind yeah. closed doors, and things like that. Of like, what's in the sky? We don't know what it is. It's like you have no idea. It doesn't mean it's aliens. It could just mean like something more ominous from another country, possibly. There's lots of different reasons. I'm trying to kind think of about, explain away aliens. I don't know why. Think about what you do if you have a kid, right? It doesn't matter how old they are, really. And you say, don't go, don't open that cupboard. It's like, why? Just don't look in the cupboard. <laughs> it's like, their <laughs> imagination goes nuts. <laughs> yeah, totally. what, full on dinosaurs. That's probably what's in the cupboard. Dinosaurs. <laughs> like you, you don't you don't know so imagine having a whole public and not telling them of like the stuff that you're doing no wonder they come up with that, all sorts of ideas and i think the biggest thing as well so if you're like we're going to be ex- step brother that's the word keeps in him put things of like let's stop trying to go to mars and try fix the planet we're on kind of thing and like so you could imagine like if he if somebody's like well we just made an experimental thing we just made one of it we thought what it'd be like how much should it cost three million and I feel like you would not be able to, like, a lot of stuff would be like, it's just better not to tell anyone and just say we have a budget and we spend the budget and leave it mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. So some of the other questions, conspiracy theories. So did either of you have any fun conspiracy yeah. theories that you like to pick up on? I, I'd be more curious if anything you guys found wasn't a conspiracy theory. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like you were saying, you just said, terms of, like, studying this. It, like, I think, again, it, it's completely like, what, what did you go with? What, what was your mindset going into it? And I assume it probably was the same coming out of it. But if you go in sceptical, you're going to come out sceptical. And if you go in with, you know, these balls to wall kind of, yeah, okay, aliens are real. <laughs> the pyramids were made by aliens. The lizard people are on in, in Antarctica. Because, like I say, again, on these podcasts I was listening to, they just very much, like, they just drop that into conversation as if it's, like, well understood that that's normal. <laughs> that's, like, that's that's our base level. So, again, I think it's good It's good to clarify the base level, what, what you have going into um into all this discussion i think all of us have i I go out and live and say all of us are still pretty skeptical to say that yeah i think as well as you say like the problem is you like it seems that people don't like to it's not like one foot in it's really like either (laughs) i don't really i've never thought about it and then somebody like diving off a cliff being like head first there's rocks at the bottom and like yeah let's do this (laughs) aliens Uh, (laughs) yeah okay okay i'll be honest then i did find some realistic stuff if that makes sense first yeah. uh, just a, just a little hint there and then we can dive dive bomb <laughs> into the fun stuff um it's just like yes there are chemical signatures in venus's atmosphere that as far as we know are only made by the decay of organic matter we don't know how to make these chemicals any other way at all and also although venus is super dangerous like to be on the land of venus up in the atmosphere it's actually a relatively safe environment imagine like the depths of the ocean right the right at the bottom of the ocean sucks to be but at the top it's actually warmer and safer and there's more like other chemicals that are friendly so yes potential in the atmosphere you could have floating around venus bacteria other crap that i'll just quickly slide through is that viking mars lander in 1976 detected chemical signatures of life but the technology back then was pretty crap 1977, there was a signal detected by an Ohio State University Red Telescope from 220 million light years away that people can't explain because it's very fast frequency that should have decayed faster than we think, but so question mark on that one. 
Apparently fossils from Mars were found in 1996 in Antarctica and some other stuff about a red tinge on Jupiter's moon. Uh, Europa is proposed to be due to frozen bits of bacteria, which would explain infrared signals. These are from reputable sources, but it's all potentials. It's hinting towards of like, you know, when you think life outside of earth everyone immediately thinks like you know in advanced civilization whereas you know the, the biggest thing you want to know is like is there the possibility of life full stop it has to could be a micro is that the most interesting thing is, is that is that the big is that like okay we've saw aliens aliens because i think if they did discover bacteria on another planet i think we'd quite quickly be like okay yeah that's cool but we don't really care like that's you know well, I feel like, like be, what it shows but obviously that would be interesting in terms of religion it would, it would probably it would probably toss up some Space Jesus. In, yeah. <laughs> the biggest would, thing would be like would that be that big of a problem? definitive no. proof that without a doubt there is that possibility of intelligence life elsewhere as soon as you've mm. got that initial starting block because one of the biggest things of with everything is always you know it's well, I was listening to podcasts about it and it's saying like it's easy to explain like all the physics behind stuff and like whatever but when as soon as it comes to just the initial what sparks off biology you have good ideas and theories but it's knowing how it goes from zero to one effectively you know like even physics we've been able to like for the universe universal stuff we've been able to you know have properly theories for that like, you know, like work as well like evolution that again that works up to a point but not to the very starting if you know what i mean of like you know what sparks it off and like how do we get to that point so having like microorganisms elsewhere means that without a doubt that is a possibility that it's not just some yeah. that would doubt possibilities <laughs> <laughs> thing is I, I, I just before we move off i kind of agree with both of you in the sense that i agree with johnny that oh my god this means that life exists in other places like it can it can be made but at the same time we can or we are alive assuming that we're not in some sort of simulation so mm. we know it could be made right it's, yeah yeah but then then the other part is we do get used to stuff pretty quick so maybe we'll just be like cool yep bacteria can be made in other places i mean obviously yeah. we assumed that because we were <laughs> But where's ET? So, I mean, if we had other civilized life, that would also be, I mean, that's mm. just, oh, I don't know, that's science fiction, then who knows? Yeah, I mean, goes. a cool thing as well, I was just talking about it, and of, um, do you know the thought of the simulation of, it's one of those things which, I guess in like a religious debate, it would be called God of the Gaps. So do you know when you don't understand something, yeah. do you know yeah, something like, like how is it that we're so alone in the universe, that why is there nothing, it surely... This hypoth- like it sh- statistically it should be we've seen something yet maybe that's proof for a simulation I mean that's the exact same kind of reasoning for any form of religion based on something which I don't understand, understand something yet so therefore I'll make a belief based upon it which yeah. is I guess a flawed belief um, hmm. well yeah. so that's a let's go down the, the rabbit hole <laughs> but no it's just like a cool thing for you know like I guess always like any kind of faith, doesn't matter what it's in, I think without any kind of anything behind it, it's kind of flawed, isn't it? And that yeah. could be in anything. Mm. I think again, a similar thing that you're always very much a product of what you consume and what you see in terms of information and everything else. So as soon as you start, yeah, I, I, I have no doubt if we, if we spent every week just listening to it, you know, or if you just surrounded yourself with those kind of like podcasts and things, all this alien stuff all the time, I have no doubt at all, especially if you live by yourself. That you would mm. very quickly <laughs> yeah. become very like, gonna like say you would have a little room full of tinfoil hats. I'm so sure. So for your next task, Alistair, it's to actually just <laughs> only surround yourself with 
one question you did say is like are there any kind of like laws created or government preparations and I did find an institute called SETI it's not for profit yes, organisation search for extraterrestrial intelligence right? yeah say that again Alistair the search for extraterrestrial intelligence no? yeah started in 1984 this is from the website over the years others other research disciplines have been added to the institute's portfolio all unified by their relevance to the search for and understanding of life beyond earth today the institute has approximately 100 scientists as well as specialists in administration education and outreach and they're just for the sole focus of trying to find stuff like life in our universe effectively mm. and i think yeah, that's no. one of the yeah. things you say for the bacteria and like do we care of like if you're able to see on what if on another planet how life may have started but like cool life was there then you can then look for other planets where you'd be like cool this this hypothetically is where it should be you know what i mean so you've got a better idea of what you're looking for which is cool very cool i just saw like that um like the the general the general scenarios that they have to consider we've got friendly civilization hostile civilization equally advanced more advanced interstellar groups and extraterrestrial artifacts and Every single one of those I wish I was on the board meeting for. <laughs> Just, like, so guys, we're assuming that we are equally advanced. Do you reckon they've got cling film? <laughs> like, they probably can keep food fresh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I want to know what they talk about. Also, could you, could you imagine like, really if we came into contact with, say, randomly, I don't know, some Doctor Who event, a planet gets just like beamed right next to us and we don't all die from gravity. <laughs> like, say if they were the exact same advancement as us, but let's say they're like, I'm not going to say arachnoid, do you like District 9 kind of thing? Do you like another non-mammalian species, same intelligence? Let's say, how would we actually, two planets, the same level... How would they interact? I assume war. To be honest, like we're we're I, I feel like the Earth would we would we would really come together in a, in a way we've never seen before. Humans would really start to you know we'd come together in a completely new. We sorted our stuff simple out. Simple as the us and them argument, isn't it? If we got a new them, then the us and them yeah. stuff would be a lot easier to do. But yeah, yeah. screw racism. Let's be speciesism. <laughs> Your planet sucks. <laughs> yeah, planetist. Yeah, we're, we're but... way too hostile. Yeah, I do. I do think that's yeah. it. and like the very least of you know, like, I think hypothetically it could be like, you know, like for a general, I don't know. It's just fear mongering how media does it, isn't it? Yeah, as soon as you get one like media outlet to be like, are we going positive or negative? What will sell better? Mm, and you know it's going to be negative, and then it's only going to be like hysteria, and then that in turn goes up with the chain of command, doesn't it? Mm. But what if like what if there was like an active push from the government? It was like right, crap. We have to suppress media, like negative media outlook. Because if we, if anyone starts like messing around, then we could be attacked as well. So imagine the media has to be suppressed and made it really happy. Like, oh no, peace and love, guys, peace and love. Like we're, <laughs> we're so happy, but just because if they, the like, humans so easily riled mm. <laughs> that we have to suppress it. Try the Kool Aid, guys. Don't listen to newspapers. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but yeah, no, I do. yeah. Scary thought, isn't it? Um, one thing I did see for for laws was space laws, and this is less about aliens and more about us being the aliens of a it kind of like international waters of doing like you go out to sea and it's kind of like mm, no one owns this part of sea, and it's the same thing with space of like if you watch uh, it's all about the implication. <laughs> the implication. <laughs> if you it's uh, what's it called Ad Astra or something like that I can't remember it's the Brad Pitt film and part of it is on the moon and the moon is like a proper cow like western because. 
you have different factions of Earth communities over like, no, this is our land. So like, there's people dying, just like fighting each other. And so, um, yeah, it was, if you join, Elon Musk has already been on it, of course. And so on the SpaceX Starlink. Elon Link, Musk. Hmm? No, Elon. You Elon. 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 Musk. Elon. Elon. <laughs> what? Has the show Musk. right? Also Dory. Elon. <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. SpaceX Starlink. The the agreement when you go onto it is for services provided on Mar- on Mars or in transit to Mars, a spaceship or other colonization spacecraft, the parties recognize Mars as a free planet and that no Earth-based government has authority or sovereignty over Martian activities. And the governing law section states, accordingly, disputes will be settled through self-governing principles established in good faith at the time of Martian settlement. So if you've ever seen the show Ex- The Expanse, it's all about like what happens if we go to Mars as well as having so earth mars and then like people in space all the time and like the kind of warring factions a bit like kind of independence in america and whatever i actually watched a bit of the expanse like randomly dipped in and out because yeah. a friend was watching it and yeah it's about like it's basically kind of like america isn't it where yeah. Mar- people go to mars and then want to be independent and i was like that's a cool concept but there's also space people who do mining on like comets yeah. for ice and whatever and, and they sound t- the accent they put on is just it's just weird. awful and like I, one one cool bit is that they're, they're trying to interrogate a terrorist from the spacecraft, and because they've born there, they do have like lesser gravity, and so when they come to Earth, it's like torture them just being on the planet's gravity, and so they just see like his torture. They just hung him up on two hooks under his armpits, and he's like sweating like, <laughs> oh. and it's not until they put him in water to kind of like to offset that uh, that he's like, oh, okay, it's fine. Geez. But I just think that's just what a great little like science fiction idea. And they have to have like tying growth it. hormones not to go weird and all stretchy. <laughs> tying Wait, it back to what you said about it was a film or a TV series. series. Okay. I mean, it was Amazon, I think. cool premise. I didn't keep watching it though, so Fair neither did Freddy. So it's a cool idea. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to tie it back to Elon Musk, just not to him specifically, but that was one of the interesting conspiracies that I found was that lots of very rich people have invested lots of money into space stuff but not just space stuff to, for benefit but like alien stuff and we're talking here's just some name drops jeff bezos elon musk obviously franklin antonio who co-founded qualcomm very rich bloke well jeff jeff um, has his own um jeff bezos has his own like space program that's similar to it's not as famous as tech yeah, space yeah. but he's like blue something or other it's called like blue yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's definitely got, yeah sorry i can't no, just that they, they, they're putting in a lot, like yeah. more than you think. I want Yuri Milner is a Russian entrepreneur and Paul Allen, the Microsoft co-founder. Like we're talking top of the game, very, very, very wealthy people are putting in surprising amounts of money into aliens. And that was an How interesting into, into aliens? Part, is oh, it... like, I mean, research or like one of the, I think okay. Paul Allen guy is literally funding for 10 years a space state, uh, not a space uh, uh uh, a telescope Scope? station for like listening f- for extraterrestrial life. Wow. Oh wow! Makes you think, anyway. Do you think it's just kind of like they're, they're kind of done with Earth? They're like, oh, well, you know, it's like the next Bitcoin, Earth, mate. What like, <laughs> when when you get aliens, the first one to be aliens, just cash in on it and be like, find the first signal. Who wants to get a phone call? I'll charge you. You know. Uh, Can I actually? That's very interesting. An interesting legal thing that I did find was that a huge, a huge legal issue because it's all about money is. Who has the rights to information from extraterrestrial civilizations? Oh. And that's a big issue legally. You can look it into it if you Google meta law. 
Oh, because I guess that's it, isn't it? You know, like I mean, I always like District Nine for having just the great concept of so many films. Of course, they're in America, so like the aliens are advanced. They come to America and either they're to attack or whatever. Or they seem just focused on America. It's not even the largest landmass. Whereas on District Nine, it's like it's a spaceship which lands in Johannesburg in South Africa, and it's actually like a spaceship gone awry. So all you have is just workers on it. So it's not like scientists or politicians or whatever they're just kind of run-of-the-mill workers who um and they're kind of refugees effectively and i think that's just such a good twist on the usual thing of like what happens if our first like contact isn't this either benevolent or whatever kind of power it's actually just some you know whoops yeah i mean what rights would they have like i mean many was it he says here uh, various classes of human beings such as women children and indigenous people were initially denied human rights, so the same probably would happen to aliens. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god, you're, that's true, and obviously it shows what happens in District 9. Hmm. Yeah, great film, great film. It's a good film, it's good uh-huh. Have we got any more? So some of questions were, is there any solid evidence? Conspiracy. Watch the science, why not? Conspiracy theories. Go on, go on, you got conspiracy theories. Lay I want to hear what Alistair Alice thought, is a conspiracy theory is your favourite um, that you heard? I, to be honest with you, I just I've always I, I feel like it's going to be a bit of a spoiler because I want to do this as a whole episode. But um, Egypt, like the pyramid stuff, I just love it. There's <laughs> just, just so much. It's like it's like if if you were you know obviously if, if you're a, if you're a conspiracy theorist, there's just you couldn't ask for more. And just like just there's just so much there, right? It's just there's a, these giant structures that we can Ak- see and be like, Akhenaton, so mysterious. Is it Akhenaton? Akhenaton? Is that what, how, did you see him? He's he's oh, the no, father sorry. of. Tutankhamun. Okay. And they were just like, he's an alien. Look at all these pictures. He's got a big head, and all the busts <laughs> of him have big heads. He's yeah. definitely an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. There's a thing of this place called Shag Harbor. So that was a an alien. And like, just again, it's a UFO sighting, and it was sort of this whole. Okay, I, I don't know. It's just like you say when we were talking about. Do you get any real evidence? I, you know, obviously there is like, like Fred was saying, but. It's just so much of what you, what you have going into it, right? <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. let's go. We're down the road. But yeah, um, but yeah. No, sorry to answer other questions. I I do enjoy a good um, ancient Egypt. Okay, I guess with it, it's usually because it's like, wait, but we're so intelligent now. People previously must have been absolute idiots. They can do this. I mean, I mean, I think that I always love the best yeah. explanation is like, well, I wouldn't know how that worked, so it must be aliens rather than be like, do you know how that <laughs> building is built? No, but I know somebody else does. So, <laughs> yeah, Red, yeah, exactly. Like, That's the yeah. thing about the recent. Like, I mean, if if you got together, banded together, a bunch of people now, and just any anyone doesn't matter who you choose, as long as they're just like they don't have our technology now, and said right, fight the Romans, <laughs> they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. Like the the Romans yeah. had excellent military tactics. Like yeah. just because you couldn't can't conceive of them being very intelligent yeah. like they have we haven't changed that's the thing well, they talk about these stonemasons right oh, people who, who who built the pyramids they would, they would have been super skilled at it. but yeah by competitive today's standards because none of us has skilled at stonemasonry because obviously yeah. some people are but you know what I mean like yeah, it's, it's this thing of just you know, it's exactly the point there basically it's just we just because we can't conceive of something now it's just we instantly put it on this very, very distant yeah like his, his the like tying in crop circles uh, I had a little quick look at that and there's some great like this one represents pi, this one is fractals, um, you know like it, like photos of these crop cycles, whatever. Um, one one guy was like a 
I can't remember, he was the expert that was talking about them. And I wrote down his quote. <clears throat> the best and top scientists agree that these are secret keys to higher dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then someone else is just like, uh, yeah, I mean, you can really just flip numbers how you want and eventually they'll give a pattern that you choose it's going to agree yeah. with. I, I remember, oh. do you know, like back when like Netflix was a bit more of like a, a wild west of random shows and no algorithms where it's kind of like huh, random crop circle documentary that's like an hour long and like <laughs> now I'll never see that on Netflix anymore but back way back when it was great you'd have random crap just given to you and I remember watching this thing about crop circles in the UK and it was like this is clearly a message from intelligent life and they're telling us how to make this new reactor and they got so far and whatever. And like at one point, it's like, no, this is the leading expert on it. And it was some guy who lived with his mum or something. And it was like, <laughs> and at the end, they they made something. I think they made plasma out of something. And it kind of like, I know you can make plasma with grapes in a microwave. So I'm not really sure, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, to be fair, if your instructional booklet is effectively trampled down crops <laughs> of a field, and I think I think plasma is quite quite an impressive. But um, it, 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 it was grapes in the microwave. That'd be quite difficult to write into a field. I mean, it, it was it was very yeah, convincing. At the end, it kind of there's very like questioning things of where are you going. There's nothing really to write home about that you'd be very proud of what you're doing. I just mean in the sense of like it's very weird. Um, but it seemed like you had a good go at it, and then it was like, oh, we've just run out of funding, and uh, we're not able to make this documentary any longer, so we're gonna have to call it quits halfway through the investigation, kind of thing of <laughs> them trying to build this new reactor. But yeah, no, uh, good show. If, it, if anyone knows what it is, you just tell us. It'll be great. Go watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't watch the other series. Watch this. Uh, the last one I found, last conspiracy theory that was my, I don't know, I just found interesting was um, that some pilot apparently flew to the North Pole way back when and allegedly either discovered or fell down or something that inside Earth there's another Earth, <laughs> okay? Like, and, the, and the holes are in the North and South Pole and they're not. the experts aren't sure, obviously, whether the Earth inside Earth is an alien planet that's, that we access through the portals or if it's just another version of Earth in like a... Yeah, like a subterranean thing, and basically aliens and the guy discovered it, and the like. I don't know. I I couldn't take it seriously enough, but a lot of people really like the idea that there's an Earth inside Earth, or at least a portal to the other Earth inside Earth. I mean, isn't oh. that a great thought of being like? So this door does it lead to a a room with it? So say like you look at your house now. So you walked into the room you're in. How do you know that door is not actually a portal to another dimension? with just mm. the exact same physical properties of that room and the window gives the impression of what yours looks like outside but in reality it's not at all it's actually you know it's not a door it's a portal it just looks very convincingly like a door <laughs> you can say that about literally everything but yeah yes. no, right <laughs> i like to pretend as a kid that mirrors are dimensional portals to like backwards world and like i was trying to like help myself out like get out of there get out <laughs> slapping my hands in the mirror but freddy I mean... stop trying to break through the mirror damn it <laughs> Gotta get to the alternate dimension. I'll save you later, backwards, Freddy. Don't worry. <laughs> you like writing secret messages to yourself, <laughs> writing backwards. <laughs> oh, he can write like me. Amazing. <laughs> what would you do then if one day just like you smile and it just smiles slightly later or something like? Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't it? Oh, dude. Yeah. Um. So I think. Shall we wrap it up there? Unless everyone's got any extra little bit bitty bobs. Um, there's one like quite quite um like, well, it wasn't really a quote, just something that the scientist said on one of those things was um a sort of 
one of the great hunts for survival, or one of the great one of his great motivators for finding extraterrestrial life was like, he's like, I'm looking for intelligent life because I haven't found any here on Earth. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's quite a nice. What a dig. Savage mate, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're too good for the entire of Earth. Are you? Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. Oh, I've I've looked around and I am wanting. Yeah. So get ready, buckle your seatbelts because this is the time you've been waiting for. It's my fact of the show. So uh, every got... three weeks, Johnny gets to share <laughs> something. About... This was this was a doozy. So uh, I got coronavirus and then I didn't fully lose my smell, but it got changed and a bit weird. The term is called parosmia. So you can look that up, and that's where your sense of smell or taste actually changes. Um, a lot of people have it, and it can. It's like, oh, looking up. Oh, cool. That's because like the things start smelling a bit funny and maybe tasting a little bit different, and that hasn't really gone away. And I was like, oh, there's a term for it. Oh, cool. So it can last a couple of days to a couple of weeks, and then it's pretty vague on how when it ends. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's good. So <laughs> it's always or just forever, yeah. Yeah, just forever. Or you can do like smell training of where effectively you just teach yourself how to smell properly again. But one thing I learned. Which is so you like to smell properly. So do you like if you get coffee and you like, like try to sniff sniff the shampoo and then quickly eat some <laughs> grapes or something <laughs> in the microwave? <laughs> so uh, do you do you like um, so you so say you get coffee? So do you like get familiar smell you know and actively try to think about smelling the smell and trying to reconnect those pathways effectively. So do you know rather than just passively smelling all the time, just making active effort to be like I know what this smells like and you try to actively do that and the the. The most incredible little fact, that's just a random little sideline, just to, to bring us on to the main oh, thing, God. is that each nostril picks up a different smell. So you can try this out as well, especially with coffee. If you close one nostril and smell, and then you close the other one and smell, they're slightly different, and that combination gives it the full smell itself, which is just great. And part of it is what? because you're, in your nose you have a, what was the term, erectile tissues in it. So it, you, you probably notice sometimes one nostril will smell better than the other nostril. And so it does that and it's it's cyclic, so it keeps going around. And part of it, I think it's to do with it changes the airway so it kind of picks up different smells. So you're able to effectively, they did a study on it of having different smells and getting people to smell it after like, I think it's like every hour or something. And they were able to smell certain components in one nostril better than the other. And that slowly swapped throughout the day. Which yeah, is just mad. I mean, one thing, so there's different studies been about it. One link, which was like it's probably a tenuous link, so I did what didn't find it in direct Always study, the best kind. Always the best but kind. I found it in something which was like a summary of different studies. Was that your right nostril smell is usually nicer than the left, and this being linked to the right side of your brain, which is emotional processing, hence why maybe it's a little bit more pleasant. But then a bit of conflicting thing of like because they're cyclic and you know, different ones all smell differently. I don't know, it's that idea that you know, right and left side of your brain, but I think again, it's more of like a they generalized a bit and maybe put a link to it which wasn't specifically tested for but that's yeah so wild. your nostrils have a different sense of smell and that's just crazy and uh try teach yourself how to like for me my left nostril smells fine i smell coffee smells fine with my left nostril my right one smells really weird so i'm trying to actively get that back to normal because otherwise stuff smells a bit weird Wait, weird how like worse or, or yeah uh, do you know kind of like um say you drink what was a good? I need to think of what is a example I gave. Let's just say, do you know, like if you're listening to something and there's just like a bit of a muffle to it, so you kind of you're not hearing it properly, oh, yeah. but it's just yeah, got like a tint. Yeah, so it kind of like, like that. Someone's got a bucket over their head and they've got the buckets full of water in there. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Buckethead Freddy for, for weeks. <laughs> to be honest, That's new true. Mike and his good internet. I though. know. 
but yeah, so you just be like that. So that if you do the right nostril, it's kind of like a bit like coffee, but a bit weird. So um, yeah. So there you go. Try it out. Smell some stuff. And uh, that was fun. I actually enjoyed that. That was yeah. my favourite of your of your weird facts so far, Johnny. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. So uh, that's it. Tune in for us next week, next Saturday, and you'll hear something completely different. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out in two seconds. You guys, you've got to wait a week. So, <laughs> and I will say, don't die. And maybe we can Love talk you. about it later. Be good. Be be good. <laughs> oh, now just we'll trail off. The music will increase. That was the most useless thing that my mum would always say to me when I was leaving the door. Be good. <laughs> I like the idea of your mum's thinking like the neighbours like she doesn't say it one day and then like you do something bad. I don't know. <laughs> Freddie told him murdered eighteen people. Oh, <laughs> that would be good. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, right, cool. So uh, I think that's call it a day. Call it a wrap. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know if we say do we don't have any clothes in mind, do we? Just a goodbye. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. And I'd like to thank you for listening to No Idea Yet. If you've liked the show, you can always follow us on Instagram. It's No Idea Yet Podcast. And if you have any comments, information you thought we missed or recommendations for the future, drop us an email on noideayetpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned every Saturday for when we drop our new episodes. And thank you for listening. <laughs>